When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Aim, but I don't know how to say this, but I, I can't say the team said, like, I got to be like, yeah, like, I think this is what we should do. Like, you feel me? But they'll know, like, sometimes if it's the team center or if it's like a couple other cats, they'll be like, hey, I think we need to push this back or can we get a little bit more time on it? Something like that. But like, it's nothing off the wall, like crazy. Yeah, like, can we get lobster? Like, what? Like, you just, like, you got you to gotta win to get lobster, bro. They don't just come out there. Jeff Ruby's, please. Yeah, they don't just come out there. You got to win for that. We are back for another episode of From the Pink Seats podcast, possibly one of the biggest episodes uh, in show history today. First of all, I'm Jacob Lane, host of From the Pink Seats, joined as always by my beautiful co-hosts all here today. You get a trio of beautiful uh, dudes here to talk football. That's Vincent Lococo, Matt McGavick of Sports Illustrated Louisville Report. It's where you can find his work. And guys... We've, we've talked about getting headline guests. I think we've done a pretty good job this summer of filling the show with, with good guests and content that's unique. But the one thing I think that's been missing from the concoction of guests that we've built over the, the history of the show is a current player uh, who kind of is the face of the program. We did have Monty Montgomery on earlier this offseason, and Monty is obviously one of the key pieces to the defense. Our guest today, Malik Cunningham, the starting quarterback for the University of Louisville, a potential Heisman candidate, potential all-first team and all-ACC, national player of the year aspirations. Who knows what can happen, right? I'm going to throw it out there and speak it into existence. Uh, but he joins us today on From the Pink Seats podcast. And fellas, we are in for a treat. There is so much to get into here. Uh, and Matt, I hear your dog barking, so I'm going to give you a second to get yourself situated. Normally, I would come to you for the stats, the facts, all the good stuff here. I'm just going to dive into it, right? We've obviously talked about Malik Cunningham. We've talked about how special of a talent he is. The stats don't do anything but confirm that story to be true. Obviously, in 2021, he threw for over 2,900 yards, 19 touchdowns, ran for another 1,000 yards. Uh, was one of the only players in NCAA history to uh, run and throw for what was it, twenty touchdowns? I, I think he was just one shy on the on the passing yeah, side. Twenty and nineteen, I think. That's, That's right. Twenty twenty was the stat or something like that, and he was one away from kind of breaking that record or whatever it was. Um, and it just shows how special of a talent he is. He follows in the footsteps of Lamar Jackson, which uh, is a blessing and a curse, right? Because of how special he is, he's constantly compared to Lamar Jackson. They're very similar in how they play. They're obviously close friends. They've got a, a relationship that's always been on display at Louisville. Uh, but Malik Cunningham is very much starting to enter that echelon of special tier quarterbacks in the University of Louisville. And now that Matt's got the dog under control, I can come to you. Matt, anything you want to add to the stats, the facts there? Obviously, there is a ton to talk about with Malik Cunningham. It, it's been great just to kind of monitor and chart his growth as a, as a passer because, you know, when he first was kind of thrown into the fire in 2019, you could see – the potential, but he was still relatively raw. He had his ups and downs in 2020, and then to see him kind of morph into what he put on the field in 2021, being a more refined passer, not perfect, but a lot more refined, and putting his physical talents as far as his running capabilities on there. I'm, I'm excited to see how he's able to balance this in 2022, knowing that like there's going to, there's likely going to be a lot more eyes on him, especially if Louisville gets off to a big start. 
That's right. And just to kind of talk about the, the offseason credentials, the hype heading into the season, already we've seen Malik Cunningham added to the Walter Camp Award watch list, the Maxwell Award watch list, the Davey O'Brien Award watch list. He went to ACC Media Day where we talked about this on our episode this week, uh, which is out now, uh, episode 64, the fall camp preview show. You can go and check that out anywhere you get your podcasts from. Uh, but we talked about Malik Cunningham was a star at ACC Media Day, really had a lot of good comments and quotes that were out there. And then the videos, both of which went viral, uh, which we'll get into. I'm excited to talk about those. Uh, but obviously, Malik Cunningham has been talked about a lot this offseason. And Vince, uh, you even go back all the way with Malik to 2018, the year where you talk about really getting thrown into the fire. Malik Cunningham did that season, obviously. Uh, we saw this, the talent late in the season. The Kentucky game is one where he had the 65, 68-yard run or whatever it was. Uh, but obviously the, that season was a challenge. But then the evolution, being on staff and watching him on the offensive side of thing and your, the role that you were in as the quarterback developed in 2019 and then the challenges of 2020. And then last year as a fan, seeing it in 2021, kind of taking that big step forward. What can you say about Malik Cunningham, both as a person and a player being around him? I mean, it's just remarkable to watch him more mature, not just on the field, but, uh, you know, as a leader off the field coming in, as kind of just this kid in 2018, a lot like Lamar, just a goofy kid out there uh, running around playing football to now seeing him go through progressions, uh, be at ACC Media Day, sounding confident at ACC Media Day. That's a that's a big thing just coming from your quarterback, just hearing, hearing the confidence in his voice. And in 2019, it felt more like uh, – you know, he didn't know the offense that much, didn't know the reads. I mean, if you guys remember in 19, he was hurt and had to compete with Puma that whole summer. So he, you know, technically didn't win the starting quarterback job because of an injury. And then uh, in 2020, it felt like he was maybe thinking a little bit too much. Like, oh, I know the offense now. And now he's just trying to do too much of within the offense instead of trying to be himself. And then you know, what we saw last year was just, I felt like a more complete product of Malik Cunningham. And I'm excited to see how he does in this next upcoming season, you know, bringing it all full circle together. He's able to focus on a lot, you know, more different things than what he used to focus on during fall camp. There's no more new plays to learn. There's no more nothing. You know, it's the small things, my steps, my timing, you know, just a little stuff. So I'm, I'm really excited this year. Definitely going to be interesting to get into those things with Malik Cunningham. Uh, before we transition into welcoming Malik into the show and getting started with the interview, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, that you go ahead and do that. Uh, Malik Cunningham is just one of the great guests that we have had on the show. Uh, I think it, we're one of the best in terms of putting out good football content that will give you the X and O standpoint, but also being able to have fun and an entertaining side to it as well. So subscribe to the show from the Pink Seats podcast anywhere that you get your podcast from. And then be sure to check out our work. Uh, Matt McGavick is the deputy editor over at the Cardinal Report for Sports Illustrated. Be sure to check out his website uh, and all the great work that he does there as well as follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore McGavick. And then check out the state of Louisville, stateofLouisville.com, the state of Louisville podcast network, a number of great shows there and great content much like this, but with sports-specific guests uh, with those shows. So subscribe to those shows that are out there. And then, of course, follow our guy here, our, our, our resident football guy, Vincent Lococo. You're looking like a beautiful fullback today. He's got the guns out, just ready to go pull block somebody, maybe throw a chop block out there. Follow him at Vincent Lococo. We will be right back where we will be joined by Malik Cunningham. Welcome in the starting quarterback for the Louisville football program, Malik Cunningham. Malik, welcome into From the Pink Seats podcast. How are you, my friend? Doing good. How y'all doing? Doing great, man. Great episode here. This is obviously one that uh, we're excited for. I know that uh, our audience will be excited for. Fresh off of ACC Media Day, first question I have to say is, how are you? You doing all right, man? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, good spirit, good mind. Uh, ready for camp to start here in a few days. 
So, so Malik, for you, what this is like? Camp four, five, six. No, no, this is like this is like. So you probably got all the best spots in the facility to take a nap in by now. I'm sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But <laughs> yeah, now it's so it's so many of us. So you just gotta like get there first. So like after practice, last last um camp because we had meetings so quick. I'll just uh try to be the first one in like shower or whatever and just find one of the nests and then just go there to like lunchtime or whatever. But it's gonna be hard this time with a lot of more players. Yeah, you're not it's not the young group. Last year I remember people talking about you had 80 freshmen or something like that on the roster yeah. this year. There's a lot more experience. You probably knowing you being the nice guy you are, you probably mentored them and showed them where the nest spots were, where I would have been like, You're on your own, guys, you gotta figure it out. No, it's crazy because like the freshman class, I don't know why, but they just like being at the stadium so Either they playing the game, either they playing the game, or they all just up there. Cause like most of them don't have a car up here yet, so like going all the way back to U points is a good little drive, and it, it won't make sense to just walk over there by that time. It'd be time for stuff to start. So those guys just hang out at the stadium, which is good. Hey man, it's way different than whenever we were uh, used to sleep underneath that pool table and on those oh, yeah. raggedy ass couches and stuff. Yeah, we're, we're like t- we're like towels. You had to cover up with towels. <laughs> <laughs> In all serious, no, I mean, I mean, this is. You know, your third camp with the same coaching staff and everything like that. So, uh, one, how are you getting these young guys to feel more comfortable during fall camp? And, uh, two, how are you going to keep these young guys from being burnt out so early? You know as good as anybody coming in as a freshman, your first fall camp, that's hard. Not there with your family. It's just straight football. So, how are you going to get those guys to uh, feel a lot more comfortable? Yeah, the the main thing is just knowing that most of those guys came in in the spring, so – they kind of know, they kind of get the gist of it, but it's just different because we're going to be outside, more meetings and things like that. So the biggest thing is just trying to show them the way because, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a guy that's going to do a lot of the recovery. I'm going to do, like, my shoulder and everything, like, more like throwing motion. But, like, getting in the tubs, none of that phase, none of that does nothing for me. So I wouldn't be a guy that they ask and they, and they know that. They, they ask me, I'm like, I don't know how you run like that, bro, and not stretch or, like, I mean, I'll stretch, but, like, not getting the tubs. I'm just Boy, like, don't stretch on game day, man. Let them know. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't stretch on game day because, like, I'll just be so ready to go. So, like, that that aspect, they, they'll ask, for, like, another player. But just the mental part, just getting in that playbook, trying to get ahead and just learn all the little things because, like, as a freshman, they're not going to throw a lot at you. Uh, just being honest, they're going to throw only with, like, what you can handle. And if you show that you can handle that, they'll throw more at you. So just being prepared and – just being confident for sure. Before we jump into your offseason and what things have been like, what you've been working on on your game, I want to take it back to the beginning of the offseason, shortly after the season. You make a decision to come back for your extra year of eligibility, even though there's an opportunity there for maybe for you to declare and go to the NFL draft, potentially even hit the portal and kind of follow in some of the steps that other quarterbacks have taken. You come back to Louisville, but what was your what was your process like for making a decision on your final year? Yeah, I mean, well, the biggest thing me coming back is just a lot of those veteran guys coming back as well. Cause like, I'm not gonna lie, there's a lot of lot of stuff uh, going through my head after the bowl game. Just it's just just being a quarterback, just a lot weighing on your shoulders, and you don't know who's coming back or things like that. So a lot of stuff was in the open, but at the end of the day, um, Louisville was loyal to me, and I was loyal to those guys. So I couldn't just turn my back on them um, just like that, and. And like I said, a lot, a lot played into me coming back. Just some of my teammates and a lot of those transfer guys that the pieces that we needed, we ended up getting them. So it all worked out as a um, as a good deal at the end of the day. Yeah. Did you feel like I don't know what if any NFL draft evaluation you went through? I know guys can get feedback before making a decision to declare. Did you get any type of feedback from the NFL in terms of where your draft status might have been had you declared this year, or was that even a part of the, the decision at all? No, like. 
honestly, like I did like get some back, but they would they would never like tell me like I wouldn't ask. They were like, yeah, so so gave back this grade, and yeah, they were I wouldn't even I didn't I, I didn't even ask for like what it was. I was just because I was already decided to come back, so I just didn't even care. So obviously, you make the decision to come back, and you're heading into your your final year in college. So obviously, you want to kind of go out on a high note. So what do you think is the biggest goal that you set personally for yourself? Um, for myself, just hit my layups, man. Um, layups meaning the easy passes or like the easy runs. Don't take too much hit. Don't don't take too many hits. Um, things like that. Um, just take care of the football and just be consistent. At the end of the day, just uh, try to be one percent better every day and just lead by example. Because um, like you said, a lot of those young guys look up to a lot of those older guys, and me being the leader of the team is going to um, affect the whole team, whether I'm down or up. So I just try to stay positive, even though when things are going bad, for sure. And kind of building off of that, I know Coach Pete, Sat, Taylor, they've they kind of mentioned a lot how kind of dumping it off to the running backs or to someone in the flat, that's been like a major emphasis for you. How how has that kind of played out over the offseason, especially in spring ball? Uh it's been it's been going good because in the spring, uh they won't let me run. So it was kind of a good thing. So a lot of the running backs were open downfield. I mean, when things weren't open downfield, the running backs were open, or maybe it may have been like a couple of times where Nobody's open and it's just a lane, and then um, I'll just have to take it. And, and Coach, he understands it, but for the most part, I wasn't running at all, and it, and it, and it helped a lot. It transferred over to the uh, summer, so this whole summer we've been able to use um, use the football at PLP. So just working it and just being consistent uh, to get to get ready for the upcoming season. How yeah, hard I, was it to resist running? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it was. No, that wasn't hard at all. I mean, to try to keep some of that weight on me um, in the spring, which which was good. I, I wasn't as tired. I had I was just fresh every practice and then not going every day like it is in camp. So now I just had to get a little bit more rest, considering that we're gonna be going every day, and um, we have a lot of meetings and things like that. So just just get my mind and body right for the most part. I, I'm sure you have moments out there where you would be like, "Look, Coach Brown, like you know I'd take off right there, and I'm breaking yeah. that tackle, and I'm scoring." <laughs> So yeah. like let let's relax and let let's chill out on yeah. this nah, you know, quote sure. unquote nah, he, stack. You know, yeah, because like the defense definitely uh script us out, but I mean like you would do they like they would do another team, so why not practice it? So for the most part, they'll have a lot of our stuff covered, which is which is not a which is not like a big thing. Like sometimes defenses do make good calls, like it's just on us to make the play better or just like you said, dump it down to the uh, running back or a little sit another down. What are a couple of things that uh, you and your your new group of wide receivers have been working on this offseason that you've kind of emphasized? Obviously, I'd imagine building a rapport with those guys since most of them are new or, you know, uh, aren't as experienced maybe as some of the guys you've had in the past. But what have you guys kind of emphasized as a group uh, as you've been kind of prepping for camp? Oh, uh, yeah, just um, building a relationship with those guys, man, and just making sure they're comfortable around me and I, I can trust them. I mean, we've been going every almost every day, um, 6 a.m., every other day for sure. But, like, just doing something, whether it's just watching film with those guys or, like, going to eat or something, just pulling up on each other, playing the game, just getting to know those guys is the biggest thing because if you show that you care for those guys, they'll they'll do whatever, man. I mean, the sky's the limit for those guys. And we got a young – I won't say young, but we got a couple of veterans in there that are hungry. Uh, they just want to play ball and want to succeed. Whoever whoever gets the ball, they want to see them win. But that's the biggest thing when it comes to receivers. You got to make sure everybody will be happy for each other because if not, it's going to throw some conflict at some point. On this on on this journey that the uh, team is trying to go on, so just make it, make sure everybody happy is the biggest thing. You, you get you get my young guys right on the signals and stuff like that, Malik. I mean, you know, that's oh, the, oh yeah, 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 my heart. Yeah. You got to you gotta make sure they're right. Yeah. right? <laughs> no, for sure, Fitzy definitely getting those boys right. <laughs> 
So, so how, how do you feel about the skill positions this year, man? Y'all added a lot. Uh, and y'all had a lot coming back with Jay Mitch and then Cooley coming back. Add Evans from Tennessee. Jawar Jordan coming back. Add Tyler Hudson, who you said was like a Des 2.0, which yeah. you know, why don't you speak on that a little bit? I'm excited to see him and him get his touches. Those two practices I was at, he seemed pretty electric. Oh, yeah. I mean, from the first day, like, um, I think someone ended up getting hurt, man. And they, uh, we have a lot of receivers. So he coached, coach was like, let's try him in the slot. And because we already knew, like, he was, a, he was a good outside receiver, but like, we didn't know what else he could do. So we put him in the slot one practice and it was crazy. Like, he was, he was catching everything. Like, he was understanding it, the concepts. Like, it was a certain coverage, do this. Like, he was doing it, like, just off just knowing it. And, he had so much football savvy, like, and it's crazy because, like, one time we were doing, like, uh, I want to say, like, Skelly or something. And, like, me and him was on the same page, like, it wasn't a safety. And he was supposed to run, like, a little stick route. And he just took off, like, oh, like he ran a post, like, he ran a go. And it was, like, 60-yard, 70-yard bomb. Like, just stuff like that. Just just knowing, like, kind of, like, he reminds me of Tutu, like, how smart he is when it comes to, like, running routes. But he's not the fastest, like, you know, like, but he just so football savvy. That he just they just bring so much more to the table, and for a quarterback that know that your guy thinking like that, and just knowing y'all on the same page, so it's, it's a great like I can't wait to see him out there in the ACC. And then like all those skills positions that we got, I mean, this takes a lot of uh, load off my shoulders. Not saying that last year like all of us on my shoulders, it was just just adding a little bit more help, which definitely helps all of us. So like you never know, you don't have to key in just on me or Cooley or the running backs or that that room, and you got. A lot of players they can play. Like we still got Mari, like different different guys, man. That that's going to explode this year, and I can't wait to see. Uh, that that kind of reminds me what you just described right there. Remember, in twenty twenty, we're playing Syracuse, and Dez is supposed to run a curl, but instead, no, that was that was V Tech. That was V Tech. Was a V Tech? Yeah, he, yeah. He, he ran a go route. It was a curl concept, and he ran a go, yeah. and you were just on the complete same page, and just yeah. It was just yeah, something like that. It was kind of like that. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Okay, that's that's cool to know that Tyler, in the midst of his routes, is thinking, you know, okay, safety goes off the hash here. I'm going to do this. Yeah, safety stays on. Okay, that's awesome to hear. That does remind me a lot of Des, and that that makes yeah. Des 2.0 statement a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And his hands, like, I'm not gonna lie, like they both have soft hands. Like, I'm gonna say Des catches like better, but like the work that, but Des just has natural hands. Like that's just like that's just him. But, like, the work that T.O.D. put in, man, it, it's crazy. Like, they on the judge, like, almost every day. Like, just, you know, just putting in the extra time. And, and it's, it's definitely going to pay off if you put in work like that. No, no matter how it does, like, it might not be the biggest accomplishment, but so you're going to get something good out of it when you put the work in, for sure. So, kind of going back to your abilities as a quarterback, you're now entering your fourth year as a starter and you've taken a lot of reps and you've evolved a lot as a pure passer. But – over this past offseason, where do you think you've grown most as a pass? You kind of mentioned hitting, like, the layups. Do you think mm-hmm. where you might have evolved most is just making sure you stay consistent in the little things? Yeah, the consistency in the little things, too, and just moving uh, on a run and standing in the pocket, staying calm, like, when stuff when the pocket's collapsing, don't think about just running because sometimes – all quarterback instinct is to is to take off. Like no matter what skin color you are, if the pockets collapse, you're gonna take off no matter what. Unless you just unless you just Eli Manning, yeah, Eli Manning, and just take the hit. <laughs> like no coach, no coach in the world would want you to do that. So just just being consistent, like you said, and and the biggest thing I feel like that I've improved in is accuracy, man. Like um, everybody I've thrown with this summer, just just been harping on it for most, and I just I just um. 
I don't like I hear it, but like at the end of the day, like I know the work I put in, like it's not like surprising to me. Like I know what I can do. It's just y'all might have thought that I can do it, but I know I can do it. It's just new to y'all, but I've been doing it. So that's just the biggest thing. It's being confident and taking it over to the field and and just um just leading the guy, like I said. And just real quick, kind of building off that, I remember talking to Coach Pete in March during spring ball, and he said like the one of the one things you he wanted you to work on the most was kind of the footwork aspect of it. How's that been going? Oh yeah, that's that's been going good. A lot of off platform uh, throws, just just so so much game simulating. Because no quarterback, like I said, is going to stay in the pocket the whole game. Like every, it's not the NFL O line, and it's just going to be sometimes we have to get out the pocket and maybe pull up and throw. So that's the biggest thing for me, and and it's been it's been going good for me for sure. Do you do you study guys like Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen? Obviously, you know you know Lamar Jackson pretty well, but guys who have made a living in the NFL of being able to make incredible throws on the run, like is that something that you can study and watch to look at footwork, timing, things like that, or is that just like a you got to feel the instincts of that in the moment? Yeah, like certain, uh, like I'm not gonna lie, like certain quarterbacks I do watch just because uh, our plans tight. Like, I want to watch. Uh, let me see, like uh, Ryan Tannehill or nobody like that. Like not no knocks Ryan Tannehill, but like. <laughs> It's not the type of game that I play. Like I'm not like you feel right. me. Like I can do pro style. I've done it before, but like, like I, I'm more comfortable with being a dual threat. Like I can stand there and throw it all day, but I'm not just gonna sit there and just take a sack. Like you know, that's that's just not me. So like a lot of guys I watch, like Russell Wilson, um, Mar, like uh, what's his name, Kyler Murray, um, Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts. Um, like a lot of those quarterbacks, uh, oh, Russell Wilson, just like just as smart and savvy, like not just getting everything from those guys, just how they go about their plays and the checks that they make and how consistent they are with the feet work. Because some sometimes those guys, um, lack like, like they'll forget it, like it just it happens, like no quarterback is perfect, like you're gonna miss a throw, like, like I said, like just Tom Brady misses a throw, every quarterback misses throws is just how you react to it, how you respond if you like get down on yourself, then like. The bad things are going to happen. Like no quarterback goes out there and not trying to throw a pick. That's how a pick happens. Like just got just so just playing freely and just watching those guys show us the way us other quarterbacks the way because I mean they was where we are and we're trying to get where they are. Malik, I got like one thing that I've always always been like I've always been curious to ask. I guess I never asked you or Puma or anybody, but how does a quarterback always keep his eyes downfield? Bro, I was literally – I got embarrassed I, I played that. fullback, so I didn't really have to worry about anybody – you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm going to hit somebody, but y'all are – I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, just honestly, like, just being around it, like, my whole life. Like, it's definitely not an overnight thing. Like, you can't go pull somebody out of the sack and bring them to the field and teach them something like that. Like, it's definitely, like – I won't say inherited, but you do it for so long and they teach you. Because I'm not going to lie, when I first started playing quarterback – Every quarterback, if you start from a young age, they all look down. Like, they're watching their feet. Like, that's just the natural thing to do. Like, that's moving, so I'm going to watch it. So, it's just, just practicing and just getting the habit of it at a very young age, just learning it, because it definitely is hard trying to do that at a very young age. Like, what it, it, this guy teach me to go backwards, and then I got to scoot up and then throw. So, just repetition, just, like I said, just practice, man. It'll definitely come, but it's definitely not an overnight thing. It definitely takes some practice. It's, it's like a muscle memory type thing? Yeah, I would definitely say that because then once you once you actually get the drop, now you got to learn this different drop. So basically, they teaching you, they teach you to go three steps back and hitch. Now you got to go back for a quick game, which is one step. So you feel me? So it's just like to me, it's just going backwards. You, they teach you something, and then they got to bring you back down so you can know it, like you know. But that's just a standard three step drop. Everybody gonna tell you to start with that.
Let's talk about ACC Media Day real quick and the upcoming season a little bit more. Um, I was really intrigued. I listened to you on the huddle with the ACC Network and specifically some of the things that you talked about, including you mentioned it here before, getting up at 6 a.m. on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays with your receivers and, and running routes and just getting that rapport built there. Uh, you also talked about, you know, again, on the show, you talked about not running during spring and being very receptive and open to that. It's really kind of showed that you the, the leadership aspect from you is something that's really strong, something that you uh, really kind of take on your shoulders and wear. So how do you think as a, as a leader this offseason you've grown and what's your biggest strength as a leader? Are you a do as I say type of leader or are you a do as I do type of leader? I'm definitely like uh, I want to say do as I say, but like a lot of stuff that I say definitely goes because like not saying that I'm just like, oh, like, yeah, whatever we say goes. It's just like the respect that I've earned from my teammates right. and right. his coaching staff. Like, you got no choice, but and I won't say you got no choice but to listen, but it's just like, okay, like, it, it when it comes to certain things, like, yeah, like, if, so say if the locker room says something, they got something to say, like, I'll be the voice to go up there and tell the coaches, like, hey, this is how the boys feel. Like, da, 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 da. yeah, that's kind of, I would say the voice for the team, but I want to say, like, do as I say when it comes to that. Yeah, it's funny you say that. And I, I know you mentioned that, you know, the comparisons to, to Lamar can drive you a little bit crazy at times. But I remember interviewing Keith Kelsey about four years ago, uh, who played at Louisville back around, you know, Vince's time. And he told us that they used to send Lamar up to the offices because they knew that whatever he asked for, the coaches would listen to. And I always oh, yeah. found that funny. So it's kind of great to hear the same yeah, that, thing. That, 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 like Malik, like, go up there and ask him for music. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. That definitely is. I, I ain't gonna lie, I hate, I low key hate doing it sometimes because some <laughs> stuff today, some stuff they, they, they be asking for, like, like if you say some off the wall, like crazy stuff, like I'm not going there with that. But if you're <laughs> like, 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 hey, coach, like, you go to Fitch with like, that one, you're like, Fitch, Fitch, yeah, like, yeah, like, aim, I don't know how to say this, but well, I, still, I, I can't say the team said, like, I gotta be like, yeah, like, I think this is what we should do, like, you feel me? But they'll know, like, sometimes if it's the team saying it or if it's like, a couple other cats would be like, hey, I think we need to push this back or can we get a little bit more time on it? Something like that. But like it's nothing off the wall like crazy. Yeah, like can we get lobster? Like what? Like you just like, you gotta you gotta win to get lobster, bro. You don't come better at Jeff Ruby's, please. Yeah, it don't just come out there. You gotta win for that. You gotta win to get lobster. I'd say you're both types of a leader though, Malik. Uh you know, I think back to last year's video whenever y'all were running stadiums and you're like, come on, blow the whistle. Blow yeah, the whistle, yeah. blow the whistle. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know, like, uh, you're I'll very much of a vocal leader, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I thought he was meant, like, which one, like, I just, like, I don't know. I just, like, being the voice for the team. Because, like you said, man, with, with the way we live in today, with all this stuff going on with players just leaving and going. So, mm -hmm. just for instance, if a player don't like how a coach is coaching, he just leaves, jumping the portal, which is so, like, crazy nowadays. They got it so easy now. It's just crazy. You know, you, you kind of went viral after ACC Media Day with a couple of clips, man. And, I mean, you had to know we were going to bring this up with, yeah. uh, with with your two clips. Which one? Uh, well, the one, <laughs> we'll start with the trash-talking one, bro. So Yeah, because we got to get into the other one a yeah, little bit more. What, what's your, what's your go-to oh, trash-talking? I, I know you. I was on your teams, man. You oh, do talk a lot of shit in yeah. the best way possible. So let, let's hear some go-tos. I mean, it was just like. Like, uh, with, like the the ACC media the incident. So like, I mean everybody just cool like the whole day. Like every every team there, like everybody that's on our side that was there. Like we, I know like all the quarterbacks from every team that we played, and like we all just cool like the defensive players and everything else. But it was just the energy that Syracuse was giving. Like it was just like like dang man, we, like they felt like we played on tomorrow type shit. So I'm like, I ain't really saying that. I'm just like peeping it. So you feel me? So you're here and the linebacker, I guess. 
they they like know each other because they're from the same part. So we was doing this. So I was doing the interview, and I think it was like a lunch break or something. So I was in the bathroom. I was just somebody had called me out there, like one of the media dudes that told me to come here for a second. And just so happened that the quote had went out. Like he was doing the interview. Literally, when I walked past the like I walked past the bathroom, like I was like over there in the area, and then like, and then like so I'm like I'm like uh, I'm like so what so. So like feel I ain't really know what happened. Like I just seen yeah. it. Yeah. And so when I came back, they was just like, he said, he said something about uh <clears throat> like he like playing me like not a challenge type. Yeah, yeah, not a challenge. I'm like, what? Like you feel me? Like I don't even know, I don't even know, bro, like that. Like you feel me? So <laughs> we all we all had like we all was in the same training room. So I mean not the dressing room. So he dapping up everybody, like you feel me? Like he he was saying something to you, sir. And like it just happened that our team and eighteen was the last ones getting dressed. So he had came when he like he was like walking past, like he was dapping everybody up. And like I was still changing, but like I could see like we both were facing each other. And he was like, he said something. He was he was trying to shake. He was I don't know if he put his hand out there or whatever. Like I ain't I don't know if he put his hand uh, out like, there. No like no hard feeling, no hard feelings. Yeah, he was uh, but like yeah, I ain't I ain't really shake his I ain't try to shake his hand and he had his hand out. And he was just like, I don't know if you try to shake my hand or whatever. He was just like, uh see how we went. That's what he said. Yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. On me, then his coach, his coach was right there. Like, he was standing right there. Like, I was tired. Like, I had started yawning. And he was like, because I guess after he had seen it, he was like, yeah, I hope you play sleep when we play y'all. I said, I was like, hell no. Oh, my Lord, man. That started something that they do not want to finish, man. I feel bad for them boys. I do. I do. The the clip that really matters, though, was the one about saying something nice about your rivals. And I think we can all agree that what you went with was the right answer by by all accounts. So I got to ask you, man, like you you, when you go and travel to stadiums, you know, you you be checking out the student section, just like your eyes gaze, and you're like, oh man, okay, Kentucky's a little bit cute <laughs> girls, man. No, Syracuse, like, how does that it'll work? Be, it, man? It, it just depends on like who we playing or like the energy like that. We could like a lot of players like who we play against, like we know them type thing. So it it don't be like no hard feelings. It just if somebody say something like say if somebody make a hype video during the week, they like like this and bad like hard. Like yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like it'll be like I go on your Instagram and like see who your girl is, and like yeah, I DM her. Hell yeah. yeah that's yeah, what I'm talking about, man. Like, I can respect that energy right just there. Just like getting on their skin. Like, no, and then no, I'm going to no score a touchdown, real. and I'm going to let you know that yeah. I DM'd your girlfriend afterwards, which is that's only going to make him even more angry. That's what Jalen used to do, the old corner for Florida State. Uh, Jalen, what's his last name? Ramsey? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey. He used to do that, too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. That is incredible. All right, well, let's, jump, let's jump ahead here a little bit and uh, wrap the interview up. Uh, one of the things I want to mention, obviously, I talked about a little bit ago, was the Lamar Jackson, the comparisons and things like that. I, I want to throw all of that out of the window of comparing games. And I just want to talk about the relationship and the impact he's had on you personally in your game. Uh, what What is it that he has taught you over the years, whether it was when y'all were together at Louisville or now separated by the NFL and still being in college, that you take with you most when you step out onto the field? Just believe that you can do it because if you don't believe, then nobody else is going to believe. So that's really all I take out there for real. Well, Malik, whenever people say, whenever you're done, your time here at Louisville's done, and you hear people say Malik Cunningham blank, what do you want that blank space to be filled with? Oh, uh, man. Uh, the first quarterback to win the ACC championship at Louisville. That's Love crazy because, I mean, even, you know, obviously Lamar got his, his time in the ACC, but no other quarterbacks in program history, not Teddy, not Johnny U, not none of them can no. say that they won the ACC title. Clemson, at Louisville. An ACC championship. 
I know you want Clemson bad this year. So, so how what are, how do you feel about that game? Are you excited for that one to get back get back at third place? I believe. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, you watch the game, and you know, like if you didn't watch it, then you'll just say, like, yeah, like Louisville lost. Like, but everybody watch the game know like what happened. Like, I don't even like talking about it, but we, I mean, we play them again. It's gonna be a um, even better matchup. They're gonna be hopefully uh, fully uh, recovered. Like they had a lot of players hurt that game, and I think we we had a couple players hurt too. So like. Just hope that both teams get to the game healthy and it's, it's going to be a good one. And kind of real quick building off of that, does it bother you a little bit seeing Kentucky get as much hype as they have been, knowing a lot of it is kind of based on, like, what they saw, like, towards the end of the season? Like, you, you I mean, got, I, that's gotta, I'm not, not going to lie. Like, I don't keep up with none, none that they got going on. Honestly, like, somebody see it, like, I never see it. Like, like you feel me? I really don't keep up with um, – yeah, with them for real, for real. Yeah, now <clears> the <throat> time. That's right. The, the, the yeah. last question for me, Malik. Uh, I know, I know the backstory behind this, but I'm sure our audience doesn't. And I'm sure they were wondering what this meant all throughout the season. Uh, you wore on your wristband. It said for Perk, uh, yeah. your old quarterback coach that passed away last year. Uh, you know, just speak on that and his impact on you. Uh, so our the fans and listeners kind of know just a little bit of the backstory on that. I mean, yeah, he um he inspired like a lot of kids like. Back where I played football at, and just the just the knowledge that he gave us, and the the long hours, the long nights, man. He spent countless hours with different players, and this relationship that he had with all his guys, and and if you if you knew him, like you knew like the, the like I said, like the impact he had on like the city, like not just not just here, but like the whole state, like everybody knew who he was, and him not being here, just it just uh, take a toll on a lot of us. So just keeping him with us uh, throughout the games and. Just knowing he always with me, so like I never forget that. Like anything, like anytime having a bad day, he, I can there be somebody I could call, and I haven't done no more. Just does some sometimes, and and I just know like he's in a better place, and he always done that when I walk out on the field. So he's forever gonna be like wherever I got on is gonna be he gonna be somewhere on. All right, last question, and we'll get you out of here, Malik. First of all, thank you yeah. again for joining us uh, here on From the Pink Seats Podcast. The season is just a couple of weeks away. You guys are heading into fall camp. Louisville fans are thinking about whether or not they want to get their season tickets and get out there and support the team. What's your message for Louisville football fans on what they are going to see? Obviously, week one against Syracuse, but week three, when you all come home to play Florida State on September, I think it's September 16th. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's the 19th. But, 19th, uh, it's okay. That first, it's that Friday. But um, you gonna expect I, I well, you gonna see a, a a fast, hard, physical football team, a hungry team, um, a team that's not gonna like just do too much talking. Just just, just show me where or not like football's here. Like all the all the media and everything is out the window. Now it's time to uh, now it's time to play. All right, great stuff there. You guys heard it directly from the from QB One himself, Malik. Real quick, where can the fans uh, support you with merchandise, with websites? Where can they go to get anything Malik Cunningham that they want to get? Uh, you can go to MalikCun.com and get some merchandise. Uh, ask you about to drop some new stuff, so all the stuff that's on there is still available. But we're about to add some new stuff here um, before the season. That's right. Got to get my QB one shirt out there. Support Malik. Yeah, man. I got to get y'all boys right, man. I got to give you one of them chains, Malik. All right, all right ladies oh, yeah. and gentlemen. QB one, Malik Cunningham on from the Pink Seats podcast. Malik, man, we'll catch up with you soon. Best of luck with you in fall camp, man. Appreciate it. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.